Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clappercast. I am your host, as always, Carson Tamar, joined by the lovely Paul Price. Paul, how are you doing today? I am doing well. Um, I just sauce. noticed your Kermit drinking tea hoodie. Yeah, have I not told you about my... So, um, I do trivia um, every Wednesday. And when I first started, um, Good Morning America... Um, had just done this like tweet that was like viral at the time. And it said like, oh, will crying LeBron uh, become part of the very famous memes like Smokin' and Tea Lizard? And it was a picture of Kermit drinking tea. And we thought it was so funny. So we're like, we'll be the Tea Lizards. And so we named our team that. And then the next week, everyone had forgotten it. That that was a thing. And we were like, wait, tea lizards is now so fucking weird. And it's very funny. So like, we're still like four, five years later, still the tea lizards. And everyone's like, what are tea lizards? And I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> it's very odd if you go on the Universal Studios backlot tour, which I know is maybe an obscure reference for the general public. But you go through the series of houses. And for some reason, the only project they pointed out was filmed in these houses was that commercial. So I... I don't know why. I have to go there. But if you go, well, you should. I would recommend, you know, especially now that Mario Land is open. I mean, come on. I know. And apparently, um, I, I don't know for everyone, but the rumors about the seats not being able to fit most people seem to be wrong from my um, from some of my friends. They're like, I was expecting not to be able to and we're fine. So um, if you don't know. There was this controversy about like whether or not they made the seats too small for like the average person to even fit in. Um, the size constraints were just like insane. But none of the people I've talked to say they weren't comfortable, but like sure. they fit. And so that's the important thing. You can ride the ride. <laughs> Well, the best part about working at a high school is that I get to go as a chaperone for grad night this year, so I will get back to you on the seat sizes. Um, <laughs> you got it. You're like, I did not fit. <laughs> I did not. I was like, no, <laughs> didn't didn't do it. Went and cried in the Hogwarts area instead. <laughs> well, there's only like two rides I can ride there because I get really bad motion sickness. So like, you know, oh, sad for the screen screen stuff. Are you talking about like oh screen? yes yes. Yeah. Those are, I those just, are like I will never forget just like powering through for the minions ride and then violently throwing up in one of like the minion themed trash cans there. Um, um was not the vibe. This is completely off topic. But right. um every time I do um the minions ride, uh they have the um fart gun and even right. though I know it's supposed to smell like banana, I always double cover my and cover my entire mouth and all my friends are like you know it smells like banana i'm like yeah but the concept really freaks me out like that it could smell like maybe this will be the time that it actually is a fart smell and i'll throw up Uh. (laughs) um we love our universal studios minion ride podcast our sharing our experiences Um, which shockingly is not actually what this episode is about. And I don't assume it's why anyone clicked, but if you want to know more, email us at clappercast at gmail.com. <laughs> but today we are talking about Peacock's Poker Face. I think this is our first Peacock original we're reviewing, um, considering there's not a ton on that platform. And um, all of them Poker Face are for very mixed quality. Um, I always <laughs> click on Peacock shows and I'm like, here we go. 
and then I like um, I believe the resort was on Peacock, and I yeah. really thought I was gonna love that show, and I mm. really fucking hated that show. And people are like, "Where's season oh, two? Yeah. And I'm like, "In hell." <laughs> um, never forget me the- clicking episode one. I was really also there. I was like, "I'm gonna love it," and then I uh, never watched anymore. <laughs> um, I watched episode three, and then I was like, "Is this gonna be like dumb?" And I was like, "Here's the thing, I." I'm over. I will quit, but I'm going to go watch the final episode, like skim through it and just see if it's something okay. that like I want to. And I went to the final episode. I was like, oh, this gets real dumb. I was like, and so I went and watched the rest of the series knowing that it was going to get real dumb. And it was like, this, this doesn't even make sense as I get closer to the ending. <laughs> Look, don't um, get me wrong. Peacock, I think, is one of the better streaming services, but I think their originals probably is one of the weakest um, ones out there. I mean, I'm a fan of Discovery Plus. I can't really be talking. It's my favorite streaming channel. <laughs> so mad. My truth, and I know this is a hot take. I am so mad they're not merging Discovery Plus with HBO Max anymore. Because I, I am want too. everything on Discovery Plus, but I don't want to pay for Discovery Plus. I was so Discovery ready Plus for is like it, just four dollars. I and, know, okay. Paul. As I will say, the dream of streaming is Discovery Plus, which is TV that you want to watch commercial free, just there. Like, you know, that like vegetative right. kind of television. Um, but oh, this isn't an wrong. episode about this. <laughs> no, you're right. And I already introduced, we're talking about Poker Face, Ryan Johnson's Who Done It, the new one, guys. Um, kind of our soft sequel to our Glass Onion episode, which I'd recommend everyone go watch and listen to. Um, Paul, to be blunt, you're the only reason we're doing this episode. I was not watching this, and then I binge watched it all in two days. Um, so I'll let you introduce the show and give your thoughts on Poker Face season one. Yeah. So um, if you're new to the podcast, um, you may not know that I hate Ryan Johnson. Um, I hate Ryan Johnson so much. Um, I just find him unable to write. He ruined Star Wars. I agree. No, like, okay. I am also of that, but like not in like a, a fanboy. I don't care about Star Wars. I just watched that and I was like, that's a bad movie. Don't care. No, no, no. But it's like his it's specifically Knives Out and Glass Onion. And I know people love them, but like I watched it and I was like. This is not really a mystery because you know who the person is almost the entire time. Well, (laughs) come to Poker Face. Poker Face tells you in the first like act who the killer is. And it is instead of a whodunit, it's a how catch them is what they've been calling it. And because of that, I fuck with it because now i'm not going you're a bad like i can enjoy it the same way i think other people enjoy his whodunit movies um because the mystery isn't the important part but it doesn't act like the mystery is the important part so i'm like okay i can enjoy his writing and his characters and everything because like i don't feel like he's trying to be clever you know it's like a magician doing it, but he's showing you all the cards while he does it. And you're like, okay, but I can see it all. Um, this is like, he is, but he's telling me he's going to. Um, so in that way, I really enjoyed it. Um, also, Natasha Leone, um character is great. So the show is kind of inspired by like the 80s and the 90s, kind of like um, lone person on the road with a lot of guest stars and like, where's the, the mystery going to go? Um and also the show Columbo, which I am not super familiar with. I've watched a couple episodes, 
but um, I thought they were supposed to be murder mysteries. And I'm like, but they showed who the killer was. I was very dumb as a child. Um, so like uh, knowing that basically it's all just character work of like um, you have Natasha Leone's character, Charlie shows up at a new location. There's a guest star that um, there's like two categories that seem to be in this movie. Either someone who hasn't like gotten a lot of really cool work yet and does something great, or it's like a famous character actor showing up and like, you know, killing it. Um, and so that's really fun because like um, I watched the trailers, but I didn't memorize who the names were. So it was really, you know, exciting to like, see like, Oh, look, there's, you know, some random that I know, um, you know, Hong Chow, Stephanie Shu, other people from the, uh, you know, Oscar season this year. I wish it was all the raps. You could go like Hong Chow, Dolly, <laughs> D, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> um, well, we, maybe we can get it for season two, but like, um, I, if Angela Bassett doesn't do the thing in season two, Ryan Johnson, <laughs> what's up? Um, but overall, I think the show works really well. I also, um, you know, not to move into spoilers at all, because I think that the show um, doesn't need it um, just to like discuss it unless we want to get into it later. But um, I really liked how it built up the stakes. There were like a couple moments where it was like, oh, OK, the stakes are getting, you know, bigger, but we're going to leave it for a little bit and then uh, bring it back up. It felt very narratively like a mix between procedural and uh, more serialized, which is unique. Um, and I think season two also has uh, the opportunity to continue that. Um, but yeah, I think overall, like there are definitely some flop episodes, but they're flop episodes in the same way that like old shows used to have flop episodes. And I kind of don't mind it as much. It doesn't feel like because they're procedural, you're like, that one didn't work, but I don't have to deal with these characters ever again. Like, I never have to see Cherry Jones as long as I live. She's done. <laughs> um, which that was the worst performance in the entire show, bar none. But um, I'm curious what you thought. I have some issues about how it comes together as a series, which we will get to as a season, like just watchability wise. But in a vacuum, I agree. I like the first Knives Out, if you didn't uh, watch our review or whatever. I think the first one's entertaining, but the mystery is bad. The second one is less entertaining and the mystery is still bad i think ryan johnson really finds his knack here of these 60 minute episodes or just under an hour most um of just like it doesn't matter what the mystery is you don't even have to like not just you don't have to sit with these characters for a long time but you don't have to sit with this mystery for like a long time no matter how stupid the plot is even if we're going to spend you know an entire episode at the uh, nursery home and they go on a zoo field trip right like the character work and the dialogue is so fun most of the time that it really is just like a very fun, simple, but like rewarding watch with a still overarching plot that I think if you need something a little bit more, you know, there to get some follow through, I think that will be there for you. Um, the filmmaking is really fun. And I think this is probably some of the strongest Ryan Johnson comedy, even like, I think probably the Knives Out, the first film, is better. But when it comes to little references, such as the little Okja thing, or, like, little moments like that, there is a cleverness here that, like, definitely not going to be for everyone. It is quite alienating, I would say, for general audiences at times. But I think, like, for me and the people who, like, are basically aware of film and stuff, like, it is very fun. 
Yes. Um, I will say Okja, the Okja moment is my least favorite part of the entire series. Um, not because it's Okja, just because Okja is on Netflix. And I am pretty sure that they were like, you can't reference a Netflix property by saying, go watch it on Netflix. And um, so they were like, okay, we'll use an FYC copy of Okja. <laughs> And that's what well, to be clear, it's not an FIC. No, to be it clear, is. it's an unreal. Is it officially? Because it it's not like it doesn't look it like an FIC. No, someone's a reference. This is an FIC. It's not like a real DVD right. case. No, no, no. This no, is no. a Netflix FIC. The top, of the, the top of the, I looked on Twitter and someone posted it. And at the top, it says, for your consideration. So they like, <laughs> I think she got, I love that. That's like even funnier, though. Like, it's what a perfect, just like, in the academy. <laughs> perfect how did charlie vote <laughs> the only thing i wish is that he used like the real okja fyc dvd that would have been like just icing on the cake so but, funny oh well um yeah no so it's um but overall like um it is a show that took me a while to get into i watched the first episode i think the first episode is rough by the way um i think it's the arguably one of the worst of the series in. um it just like something about it was really grating to me. And I think it's, um, has a lot to do with the fact that, um, it has a little too much like cutiness with like, um, you know, there's a MacGuffin and also introducing you to the world of, you know, the murder first. Um, also trying, it just is a lot of info dumping, um, which makes for a rough, you know, episode basically. But um, once she gets on the road, I was really enjoying it. Um, I think I really enjoyed the first episode. I think the ones that were really rough for me were the like band one. I thought that one was kind of like dull. And the uh, episode eight, I thought was very boring. Was the episode eight the um, one with Cherry Jones and the Star Wars kind of like? Yes. Um, the the one, one Natasha Leone directed, which I feel so bad being like, that one was the bad one. But like, it's Natasha, it's love you in Jones. front of the camera. It's It definitely is Cherry Jones' fault. Uh, like, I was watching her, and I usually like Cherry Jones, but like something about that character, I was like, please. Um, what was your favorite episode? Like, what, what which ones did you really love? Okay, so my favorite one, bar none, is uh, The Retirement Home. Um, yes. like it had cool twists. It had characters that I enjoyed. Um, I was interested and I also felt the like, you know, um, push and pull of whether or not like, uh, they were doing a good thing or not. I thought all that was really cool. Um, I think, um, oh, and I also really liked episode nine. I think episode yep. nine worked really well for me. Um, outside of that Steph- one and the barbecue are my favorites for sure. Uh, barbecue is really great as well. Um, y- I really like fascist dog. That's great. Oh, that was very funny. Um, I, the other thing, and I know how these shows usually work is that they'll bring back some of these characters in season two, like for sure. But um, I felt like some of the characters, some of the like, especially Hong Chao, like show up um, and then just 
immediately disappear. Oh, another one I really liked was the um, the actors. The actors was the only time in the show where I legitimately like gasped when they revealed who the killer was. And what I was going to say was the show kind of reminds me of shortened versions of the white Lotus in that, like that, like feeling in the white Lotus is like, I know something bad's going to happen and I'm reading the tea leaves to see what it is. Um, and then this was very much like, okay, we're doing that, but it's only 10 minutes. Like <laughs> instead of six episodes, we're just going to see where this goes. Um, and I think had some really cool moments because of that. Um, I do think sometimes it's a little too telegraphed uh, what's going to happen. So you're just more bored. Um, but outside of that, I don't think that's a huge deal. Um, I think my biggest issue when it comes to like boringness or watching value, because like I binged this and I will say, I think binging is the wrong move here just because it gets so formulaic to a point that it does start to kind of drag a bit. But I also was thinking like weekly television wise, if I tuned in like once a week for this, I don't know if I would be compelled to like keep coming back. Like I, it, again, in a vacuum, I think episode, like every episode is really fun and engaging and worthwhile, but like, I don't think there's a really great way to view the entire season for me, at least. I don't think it's engaging enough for like, Oh, I can't wait every single week, but also binging. I don't think it's that effective. I don't know if you have any takes on that, but I um, felt that was the, like the biggest complaint, I guess you could say for me. I think exactly how they actually released it was the best way to release it so they did four episodes and then weekly for the rest of them and like for some reason that worked perfectly for me because by episode four i was like because by episode <laughs> because by episode four i was like yeah i'm into this now you have now caught me and then weekly was like there were legitimately like wednesdays that i was like ooh. There's going to be a poker face next week. And then uh, there were other times when it'd be like Wednesday. And I was like, ooh, I have a poker face. And there's going to be another one tomorrow. Um, and then so once episode nine happened, and that's when the series kind of starts wrapping up the first season. I was like, oh, no, no more poker face, which was wild to me because I like was, you know, as a as a critic, you're not supposed to go in and be like, um, I'm ready to hate something. I was so ready to hate this. Like we even discussed talking about it. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't, I don't even. And then I came back and was like, no, we need to talk about it. It's actually like really fun. Um, I think binging would have been rough. Um, I, maybe if you'd started at like the beginning of the week and binged over a week, it might've been a little. Because there were I mean, times it's like good. I'm not saying like it's unwatchable. I like definitely enjoyed the no, experience. No. Like, yeah. I think three is the amount that I could do in a row. And then I'd be like, Oh, right. Three is kind of like, um, going back to the nineties, um, and being like a little kid that was like, you know, if you were doing a marathon of like, um, any of those kind of shows, like I'm thinking of pretender, which was a very deep cut, but, um, I guess any of the law and orders or something you could do like three and then you're like, Okay, <laughs> like I I can't do this anymore. Um, any uh, like um, any kind of the murder mystery shows, um, but I think this like overall um, will really blow up by season two, so that'll be really fun. Um, I think that people are going to keep finding it 
um, which is nice. Um, and it also gives Peacock something to like, hey, we have a crown jewel outside of, you know, tar. <laughs> right. I think that the biggest hurdle for this show is just that it's on Peacock, which is a streaming service that has like very, 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 very little like social awareness or conversation. I think that's the biggest thing the show's missing. I remember like watching CSI with my sister and like having friends who like watch CSI and stuff like that. And like all those shows had this social consciousness that made it very fun to like talk about and to engage with. And I feel like that community is the only thing lacking from Poker Face. But hopefully it does blow up and hopefully people watch it. I think most people who subscribe to Peacock are like old women who want to watch Days of Our Lives. But like, I sure as hell hope people watch it because it is very fun. And I do think it's genuinely probably the best thing Ryan Johnson has ever done. Like, peace yeah. and love to everyone who loves his other work. I'm not a big fan of most. Um, yeah, and like, it is interesting. Even people who love Ryan Johnson are loving this. And I don't know what... I would say that it's, I've always admired Ryan Johnson. I just don't find him good. Um, there's people who I genuinely think are like hacks. Um, I don't think he's a hack. I just don't, I don't vibe with his style. Um, and I think because he's working with other writers here and other directors and, you know, uh, Natasha Leone is obviously like invested in it. Um, it doesn't get to be just the Ryan Johnson show. Um, and so I think that's why it ultimately works. Um, Again, you know, uh, if you listen to the podcast a lot, I don't believe in a lot of our tours. I think there's a couple good ones, but I think most people could benefit from having someone help um, and give advice. Do you think Natasha Leon will be in Knives Out 3? Uh, No. I do think there will be a wink and nod between the two, but I think because they're rival streamers, it's going to be like Mm. very hard to do that. Oh god, Daniel Craig is gonna be in Poker Face season two, isn't he? There I is. don't know. I feel like they might try to figure out some sort of like um crossover where it's like the two of them working on something together and it's just a one off thing. Um sure. it's probably honestly, it's probably loaning her character out to some sort of knives out like holiday special or something. That'd because be like fine. She's you know, the one who could benefit from that more than like anyone watching poker face has seen knives out and not vice versa. Sure. I think it would be, I think that'd be fun. I think she's obviously great in the show. And I think her character is like one of the better written Ryan John, like Ryan Johnson characters, even the ones I like normally at least have like some period where they're like, Oh, that's kind of annoying or dull or like, that's not great. Even like Benoit Blanc who peace and love we love. Um, I, I think that she's probably one of the stronger characters. And I think that'd be a really fun team up. So I'm here yeah. for it. Um, the only two characters in this um, felt a little Ryan Johnson-y. Um, both that he directed, actually. Um, the Adrian Brody character and then also um, just Gordon-Levitt's character. Not in that they're just like, you know, evil white entrepreneurs, but this like, they borderline aren't human. <laughs> Like, they're so malevolent. You're like, but, like, what is your day-to-day like, most evil person in the world? (laughs) Like, um, compared to, like, um, Benjamin Bratt's character, um, who is evil, but, like, I believe that he could exist in this world. Um, He has, like, 
maybe not a moral compass, but he at least has some sort of compass. It's not just what's the most evil thing I could do at all points. Um, I think that that's it's just something that he's, I think, particularly bad at is just like uh, sometimes the villains are just a little too flat. Uh, feel very like, um, you know, old school Disney villains like the evil queen and things like that are Lady Tremaine. And you're like, but why? <laughs> I think they work better here rather than Glass Onion, like Glass Onion, because I think, you know, a very similar villain in a lot of ways. I feel like one beautiful thing about the show, which thank God and hopefully it doesn't go into season two, is it doesn't often feel like it's like trying to say that it is saying something glass onion thinks it's a genius movie right i don't think poker face there's many episodes here where i'm like oh they it feels as if it's sucking its own dick and being like this is some great social commentary so i think it works much better there because when you break it down the characters are not that interesting no the The only i mean yeah yeah the only episode where i felt like they were trying to say something was the second one um but the message was so muddled that it almost didn't feel like it i definitely feel like he had something but i don't know what it was supposed to be so it ended up being nothing in a way that works like (laughs) um also that's uh i don't know if you noticed but the the bad guy character in that i was gonna spoil the show i was like oh no should i spoil the show that obviously is (laughs) tells you who the killer is in the first five minutes um that is Connor Murphy from Dear Evan Hansen. Um, and yeah. And Bruce from Uncle Frank. Let's be clear. Your favorite film of all time. Oh, God. No. But what's so funny is like, there's sometimes with these like character actors where I'm like, that character's really good. And then I go and look it up. And I'm like, oh, it's I did it again. Um, <laughs> it's the, the guy I thought was good in Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I also did that with uh, the kid from um, White Lotus season one, Fred Hershker or whatever, uh, where I was like, oh, he's good. And then I was like, oh, he's been in three things that I thought he was good in. Um, So that's fun. I like when there's like little character actors who are like building their way up. Uh, Barry Kogan. um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Um, very Kjorgan, I say. But yeah, it, it does not have an R in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, like, you know, those little actors. Paul Mescal, I guess, is another one where it's like, hey, they're good. And then all of a sudden they're doing a lot. But um, I think that that also can be like a real joy in this show. Um, that uh, start getting some like smaller names it is wild there is a world where he put stephanie Shu in this movie and no one knows who that is like <laughs> like everything everywhere just happened to hit at the right point but like she has a pretty big role for someone who easily could have been like no one um which is it's, it's cool awesome. i like that yeah um i, I mean we'll say i do like go ahead I was going to say Hong Chao, I feel like, has a little bit of a name. But yes, she is hitting at the right moment. A little bit more. Um, I will say I do appreciate what you're saying about these younger actors. I do need Margot Martindale in season two. I'll just throw that out there. Like, I Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Fucking Rhea Perlman. Um, right. <laughs> also, I think it's very funny that the villains have gone from Ron to Rhea Perlman. Um, when I heard her voice, I was like, oh, 
cool. I love her. <laughs> um, that'll be a really fun villain. I really hope that like the five families is like a great group of like character actors. Like you're saying, I want Margot to be in that group and it just be like all these like weird evil people. And I'm assuming what it's going to be is she takes down one by one. And this will be like, you know, the five families. So you've got like six seasons total, uh, which is great. Sure. Like, or, you know, take down two in a season and then you have, you know, four, four more seasons. But I think this will, I think the show will last forever. Honestly, um, I can't see it has such a good engine on it. Um, you know, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's also like, this is, I mean, not to kick the streaming service, but like, it is the only original that has any traction there. They're going to hold on to this baby until they get something new. Like, they're not going to oh, let yeah. go of their one selling point for like younger audiences. But I, I think what's really interesting is there are a few shows that have a great engine right now. White Lotus, um, Poker Face. I'm really trying to like, I've been trying to dig through my brain, trying to think what else I'm like, Oh, those shows can just keep going. And I think we're seeing that with you saying it's ending soon. Um, uh, succession, Barry, um, all of those shows, uh, Ted Lasso, all of them like ending because the, we, during prestige television did these like huge concepts. And the problem is a huge concept is finite. Um, which you have to like, in terms of marketing, in terms of like brand awareness, it is pulling stranger things ending as well. Um, you know, it's so much work to get people to know about it. And then it's gone. <laughs> um, hey, so, maybe the idol, right? Maybe that's going to be yeah, one. No, the idol is another one. You can't go on that show. I mean, I, I know you're joking, but also like that's to my point, euphoria to my point. Like you can't keep doing that. Um, you know, or you have shows that keep going to the wheels fall off where it was a one and done arc kind of situation. Um, most notably, one of my favorite shows of the past couple of years, Elite, um, started out and it was a great show. And then by season three, it was done. And it's now on season six. I think do, they're currently working on season seven. And it's like, I stopped watching it season three. I was like, I don't need to, the show ended what's left. And then I'll go read and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's it's like Riverdale. Any of those shows like, um, so, you know, I really want with these, uh, I want these streamers to like start doing more of this where it's like, Oh, I could put like, I fully believe I could put on any one of these episodes for someone. Like I would probably put on the old ladies I'd be like, you can go find out why she's on the run, but like, let's just watch this one. And he'd be like, okay, cool. I get it. Um, and that's great. You know, streaming shouldn't be, you know, so serialized. So high concept. It's nice. I don't, I don't disagree. And I think it's going to be the movement that we go towards. I think a lot of like the old traits of television, whether or not it's the serialization, whether or not it's the weekly releases, or I think a lot of that is going to start coming back. I think it's a pendulum. And it's going to swing back into kind of the older dynamics. But I'm here for it because I think overall they seem to be better than what we've been getting. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Well, if you want to watch Poker Face Season 1 and ideally the other seasons, uh, you can sign up for Peacock and go watch it on there. Um, maybe this is the start of the Peacock Renaissance. Who knows? 
Paul, we did not talk about this doing this beforehand, so I'm going to kind of drop it on you. Tonight is the Oscars when we are um, releasing this, and I just want to know very quickly, temperature check, who do you think is winning Best Picture? Who do you have? Oh, my God. Everything, everywhere, all at once. My favorite film of the year. You know. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You should make it your favorite film of the year. I will say I rewatched it, and it was worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm still four stars on it, but it wasn't the best one to rewatch. Um, And not to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once real quick, because it'll be winning but uh the one thing with me every single time is i'm like oh we're at the last 10 minutes of the movie and then you look and there's 50 minutes left and then i finish it and i'm like what happened for 50 minutes you know people make fun of tar for being slow and i'm like legitimately a good third of this film is the finale like the like finale (laughs) well the first third is just the intro of the office so yeah i know that's okay so i think everyone remembers that middle part okay but uh, everything. Uh, continue you, what, on. Director, what do you think everything. number two would be? Well, I'm just not uh, number two for Best Picture. I think number two... Is gonna upset. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. I think number two is the biggest shock of the night, and we'll never know it. Like, I am sure you would find out number two and be like, oh my god. I fully believe it could be something like Tar. I fully believe it could be something like fucking women talking, or Triangle of Sadness. Hey. I think it... I think anything has a chance because of how the rules work um you know that you put your number one and if your number one doesn't happen it's your number two and down 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 um i think there are people who will sink everything everywhere i think there are people who uh you know maybe it's going to be all quiet as number two and you know people are saying all quiet could win but then that's it was picked the most uh one um because of the preferential ballot i think whatever number two is would be like a shocker the only thing I, sure. I'm almost positive it isn't is Avatar. Um, everything else, like I, I fully believe you could like you could make an argument for any of them. All right, so best director. I assume you're going the Daniels. Yep. No, okay, just Daniel. actor. It's not the <laughs> actor. Uh, actor. I'm going Austin Butler. I'm going Colin Farrell. I I think the problem is like not to be like a big shock, but I do think that people are going to be like. Oh, like when you look at that list, you're like Colin Farrell is like the story that Brendan Fraser says he has, who's like, uh, you know, an actor that we've nominated never. And like, it's this is his big shot. And what's so, so funny is people are like, he'll be back. I've read, you know, things. Oh, Farrell will be back. And it's like, he hasn't been here. <laughs> like, why do you believe he's going to be back? I mean, maybe but is Colin Farrell in a fat suit this year. That's true. Honestly, I, we really have both taken the path around destruction here, which is Brendan <laughs> Fraser. Um, also, um, they could have um, put him in the fat suit from the penguin. He was in a fat suit, just not in this movie. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, best actress. I Maybe they'll go to like the makeup thing and like confuse the two and be like, well, sure. Who knows? Actress. Uh, I'm going Michelle Yeoh. Please yep, go Blanche or Rise and Bro because it'd be fun. I my truth is I want Rise and Bro to win just for the chaos. Original screenplay. Everything. Yeah, I assume the yeah. only thing um, is that if a Banshee's contendent pops out, but I don't think that that'll happen um, because sure. I I I think one of the biggest problems for this year for both Tar and Banshees 
is that Tar and Banshee's people are the same people. Like, I think there's right. a little bit different on each, but I think like people who don't like everything everywhere, they're going to be a fan of one of those. And like, right. I think they're going to, they're, we didn't coalesce around a second option. Um, like if we had all said, like if they had decided, okay, the backup is Todd is getting director and um, McDonough is getting screenplay. I think there, there's a possibility it could have happened. Yeah. But I think because it's split, um, they'll both be like close, but not neither will make it. At least it didn't manifest around Fablemans. There's a very real world where like Fablemans would have won Best Picture. I'm very happy we don't live in that world. I'll See, I think I would prefer Fablemans. Oh, it's such a bad movie. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> adapted screenplay. I'm going women talking, right? I'm going all quiet. I want to say women talking, but I just think like people may not have even watched it. And I think everyone sure. watched all quiet. What do you mean? You mean that the old white men of the academy didn't watch the women talking movie? That's crazy. No, uh, supporting it, it had like a really bad stench on it, and not because of yeah. what it is. It just like for some reason. And you know what? I think I'm right that she said in women talking kind of fucked each other. I think the titles are so <laughs> similar that I bet if you talk to people until recently. And mentioned one of them sure. and said it was the plot of the other. You would be like, "Yeah, I believe that." Like the Quiet thought- Girl really got ahead on the fact and like advertised. <laughs> no, well I'm not that. saying that. It's just it's the same word. So and they could like she said easily could be women talking and women talking makes sure. more sense than she said. I understand why it's he said she said, but um, I, oh, I, I think ne- that- I. I love that I never put that together. She said, "I like obviously my life never had a moment where I was like, I'm going to really dissect the title there." Never yeah, no, it's, it's he said, That's she great. said, but there's no he said because it's he's not going to speak on record, so it's only she said. Wow, see another reason love that movie. Supporting actor, I assume you're going Quan for everything. Uh, yes. Okay, and then supporting actress, I'm going Jamie Lee, and I hate Same. it, but I'm going to it. But I, um, I, I prefer that over like personally over Bassett um, or shoe Jamie Lee yeah and here's oh why God. I rewatched she's the worst the... part of that film no for me. I was gonna say she's my favorite part of the movie um I think my favorite the only part where I like feel myself connecting with the movie is unfortunately in what I think is the <laughs> when dumb- she's sad and depressed in the office <laughs> no I'm kidding no 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 uh when they're doing the hot dog scene um mm. I'm sitting there and I was like, yeah, I, I get this. Like, I get what you're trying to do with the, um, like when they, they're like having their breakup and it's like, Oh, in a different world, they really had that they could have something. And instead they have nothing. I feel like that was the one moment in this entire movie where I'm like, I get what you're trying to do. I think it doesn't work the rest of the spots. And I think this, I, as I say, the movie will age like milk, (laughs) but, um, Uh, I think for right now, um, yeah, I like if I was going to give my number one Oscar, I would give to everything everywhere is costume. I think the costumes are instantly yeah. iconic. Um, so hard to do boring costumes and make them iconic, like because they really keep them, you know, in the world. Um, and then second, I think would be Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> crazy but valid i guess um, um I, I and the thing is 
I think I'm the exact like when I go and read like the blind items, I'm like, yeah, I'm saying the same reasons. It's like it's a career one, but also she's really good. She's doing something really embarrassing. Like if it had not worked, if this movie hadn't worked, like she's like got a pot belly and the worst haircut. Like it would have been like disastrous for her. But she like went for it anyway, Um, kind of during her renaissance moment, too. So like, you know, the it was prior to this newest one where everyone was like, okay, the Halloween movies actually weren't good. So the last question I'll ask for the Oscars is out of what is nominated, you had to pick one thing to win an award. What would it be? Like, it doesn't matter if it's actually going to win, but like, if you could decide one of these races for one thing, what would it be? Okay. I'm not going to say picture. Cause I think that's unfair. Uh, not unfair, but like, it's so easy. Um, I'm going to go director tar. I really want Blanchett to win, but I believe that could. So I'm not going to, Oh. I'm not going to use that. Oh. What's yours? Love for her to win. <laughs> Probably hold my hand for song. I want Gaga to get that Oscar. Um, when she's not there? Years. No, she's going to be in. No, she's confirmed she's in the audience, just not performing, which is so bullshit. And I'm so mad about it, but whatever. It's fine. Wait, that's so weird. Fine. Okay. The weirdest part is too. Um, Joker could... 2 is already taking from us. I already, this is becoming an abusive relationship with me. It's not good, Paul. You just slowly turn into uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> I wanted to support. I was like, you know, I'm here for it. And now they're already taking. So we'll um, see. No, that's a little surprising because at that point, I would have like picked someone else to sing the song then or like. Sure. Well, what? I don't. Have they made an official statement about like no one is performing i didn't like all i've read is that gaga won't be performing i read that gaga wasn't going to be performing and they were going to reference the song so i assume they're gonna they've created a little music oh you know what would have been smart do it as the uh remembrance song yeah i wonder if they do that um because um she's not performing and people like the whole per- someone performing while that's happening has gotten like um, gauche, which it always was. Have they announced who that is? Normally they announce it, but I don't think this year I, we that's have anyone. I, I'm wondering if they just are going to play the song and then. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get that acting award. And to do that, you need to play the game Gaga. And this is not playing the game, but it's fine. Whatever. Um, so cool. Well, you can watch the Oscars tonight if you want. I'm sure we will be back. Uh, not on our next episode but next week to discuss what went down um but with that thank you so much for watching paul where can we find you on social media at price like tag on twitter instagram and letterboxd and you can find me on twitter at bp underscore movie reviews thank you so much for listening and watching to this podcast episode we'll be back tomorrow actually for our scream six spoiler review and then we have shazam and a bunch of shit because it's never ending uh from now to the end of the summer season so a lot of fun stuff happening uh but thank you so much for watching we'll be back next week goodbye